What's up, everybody? Welcome to Studio Insights. Uh, the usual crew here, Victoria, myself, and Hannah. On screen, you're looking at the most delicious little treat um, for your instructional design toolkit. These are some human design activities. There's 10 of them. If you check out our human-centered design playlist on YouTube, you can see Victoria taking you through each of the videos, um, or you can click the link in the description and go learn more about this because it is a resource that has step-by-step -step instructions um, on how to run these so that you can create better training solutions and empathize better with your workforce to create a better employee experience. So check the link in the description, step-by-step -step instructions on how to run these human-centered design activities. They've been pretty cool for us. But now onto the real deal, which is Studio Insights, our opportunity to learn and be, create the space to develop and learn from each other. So question, Hannah, over to you first. <laughs> I thought I was gonna go last. Okay, well maybe my... that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question is: I have been scheduling a project today, <laughs> and majority of the time when I schedule, I get extremely like overwhelmed, and my brain just like cannot cope with all of like the different things you need to consider. So there's like the things that the client needs, the things that we need, us having busy calendars, trying to make sure that one like certain tasks come before other tasks, thinking about the whole picture of what works best for the project and what order, what each individual team member needs, all of those things. Um, and I was just wondering if either of you had advice on what to do when you do get overwhelmed. Because I know I've heard both of you say like, oh, this scheduling is like rough sort of thing. I've heard you say it before. So I'm just wondering if there's anything you've learned to help you like not get exhausted and overwhelmed and want to give up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Hannah? <laughs> you can take this one, Kim, because no, you go, I, I feel the exact same as Hannah whenever I've had to do it. I hate you, it. <laughs> stress for me though, but maybe I just voice it more than you do. <laughs> um well it's funny because it's like pretty much my question but if I rephrase it to actually what my question is is how do you not become overwhelmed what would you say your tips are in any situation how can you avoid how might one avoid becoming overwhelmed as a human being are you asking me or Victoria you Hannah first um, well, it's like what I usually do is stop and write down like a list of what I need to do, mm. but I've tried that with scheduling and it doesn't work. Cause even if I write a list, I'll get to a part of the list and be like, oh my God, I forgot that that first thing connects with something else. And then I'm like, wait. And then the second thing connects to something and then it all just like falls apart. The whole list yeah. falls so first of all, yeah, don't let's not get into the, the weeds of scheduling. But if you're overwhelmed, what's your tips? Um, so you pause and you write down like a checklist. That's what you've started with. Pause, write a checklist, take a break, ask for help. They're probably the main things. Mm-hmm.
And then how do you go through your checklist? Well, it's like one by one. Like I put it into the order that I think I need to follow to achieve mm. the goal. And then I follow it one by one. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then just say something comes up that you didn't foresee. What do you do with that? Go back and fix it. So what would that look like? Um, so it might be like, I'm just trying to think of things I've had to fix. I can't even think now because my brain's like destroyed. <laughs> um, it'd be like me assuming that someone was free at a certain time and then realizing they're probably not free. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it sounds like as you're going through your checklist, you prioritize. Another thing that you do with your trying not to get overwhelmed is write down assumptions mm. that's kind of like its own little checklist then so you might from those assumptions have questions about them or you might be able to check in and go oh I know what the answer is to that mm. so it's kind of like a little tree growing out I guess mm. or like a dot pointed list with like sub dot points yeah what else? Open the floor up, Victoria. How do you avoid, what are your tactics for becoming less overwhelmed? Yeah, I feel like the list is the main thing for me. That I use. Mm. But I can see why Hannah said that it doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> so the part that's not working is around... Um, conflicts or something's come up that you're like oh I didn't think of that and now that impacts all these other things yeah like trying to find like evidence to support decisions and I can't always find it and then I get over more overwhelmed mm. that might like I was trying to figure out how long a certain task would take so I spoke to Victoria because she was the task owner mm then we like realized we didn't actually know how long it would take until we started, even if we based it off other projects. So it was just like, if I get that wrong, that impacts like so many other things and we can't get it quite right. Mm. So then, oh, it's too much. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> like I did what I think is best, but I don't feel like incredibly amazing about it because I'm, it's like the unknown of what mm. happens to projects. Mm. Like I just struggle to schedule things <laughs> really like well and using like good estimates when we actually don't know what's going to happen. And I know we like look at past projects and try and go off that, but we haven't always done the same projects before. Like sometimes they are new or we haven't got all of the contents. So we don't know what it looks like. And I think that doesn't work well with my brain. Hmm. I think you're better at that, Kim. I'm like not good at that. <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't say that. I think like you kind of have a story going on, honestly, because if I think about the evidence, I would say you are good at scheduling um, and that you 
like there's more times where it is going well for you than when it's not like when you estimate a task and like if you think of the I don't know we easily do hundreds of tasks in a week but Mm. not many of them go over like in comparison to the volume of tasks that we complete so we look at the facts the facts are that actually you're more successful than you are unsuccessful or you're more getting it right than you're getting it wrong but Mm -hmm. what's playing out for you is you're getting uh like overwhelmed by it because there's just lots of moving parts so then our natural tendency is to go oh I'm not good at this or I can't do this or you know like because we want to resist it's uncomfortable Mm. so we're resisting but if like the reality is is that if you weren't good at it you wouldn't be doing the task (laughs) first of all or you'd get training to be better or we'd help improve you at it so the fact of the situation is the reality is different to your experience of it in your head from what I'd say Vic and I, because whenever we get tasks, it's very clear on what we need to do. The majority of the time we have what we need to do. So that project management side of it is legit. Um, So I would just basically call you on that. Yeah, I guess the problem there that you're facing is like you're overwhelmed and it's about then going yeah, you've got your checklist and you've got your sub dot points for each of those items. Some of them may have or may not. And something comes up like an unknown estimate that you need to do. And that becomes its own task. So you now have to go and pause to figure out that problem because all you're doing is problem solving. Mm. So this is a problem. Okay, well, how would I estimate? And you've done the right things. Look at previous projects blah, 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 look for the evidence. In this case, you have none. So then you go, well, how might I find out how long this might take? And then you answer that question. You solve that problem for yourself to the best of your ability. And based on your little checklist that you gave, you asked for help, which you did ask for Vic's help. And then maybe you might ask for my help and go, look, this is what we've worked out. Does this sound about right? And then I might go, actually, yeah, it is completely new. I don't know. Let me figure out right now how long I think it might take me to do and come up with maybe there's a step that you guys haven't thought about or I look at your thing and I say, actually, you could skip that step because you would have done it here and mm. then we'd have a bit more of an informed thing. But while this new exploration of this task is playing out for this estimate of something that you haven't done before, everything else in your mind has to pause you're not thinking about the whole project at the moment. You're not thinking about the schedule. You're not thinking about getting a project schedule done. You're not thinking about everything else that comes up in your mind. It is just about this one problem that you are solving right now. Mm. Until you solve it, you don't go back to anything else on your checklist. Mm. And I think it's the ability to go in your mind, oh, something else has popped in to my head right now. And how does that impact something else? And you just write it down. Yeah. And you deal with it when you've resolved the most pressing priority, the Mm. highest priority. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That is good. It's good to like compartmentalize it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your reflection? 
even as I'm like scheduling, they'll be like, I'll need to ask Victoria if she can move a task. And then I'm like, oh, now I need to stop and ask that. And then I need to ask you something. And it just seems like very time consuming. But maybe that is just part of the process and we do need the time to do that. Yeah. Scheduling a project is takes time. Yeah. And it takes like I don't have it open now. Do you have the project management plan open? I was trying to look for it, but uh yeah. Just go into it just for like people's thinking. How many tasks, how many rows are in it? Um, do you want me to share it or just say that? No, just tell me how many rows. Um so this is from we use our project management plan on the creator hub. So that's what I'm referring to. 472. Okay, so you're getting overwhelmed by a project that has 472 tasks that need to be completed that all rely on other things happening. Mm. So the reality is that, yes, it will be overwhelming. Yeah. It's complex. Mm. And it's not linear. And there's many dependencies that play out. So what you need to do as you go through your steps or your checklist or whatever it is in your task is just go, is this the highest priority problem I need to solve right now? Mm. And it might be at that time. And then a, an assumption comes up or sorry, a question comes up or an assumption that needs to be checked comes up and you go, okay, do I need to solve that right now before I can complete the task that I was doing beforehand? Yes or no. Yeah, you know, the assumption can wait for now, but I'll write it down and come back to it. Yeah. And if you just think I am focusing on this one thing right now, that is my priority. And when I have completed that priority, I'll move to the next priority. Mm. That will allow your brain to get rid of all the overwhelm because you're just focusing on one little task mm. at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. I like like stopping what you're doing and then doing a side task because it does feel like I'm trying to retain every, everything that I was up to plus like try and figure something else on the side and then come back and be like, where was I at again? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. Just like making note of where I'm at and if it's something that needs to be done for me to continue doing that and then coming back or putting it on a list because sometimes I'm like, oh, I think that should be fine. Like, I'm like, I'm sure Kim will be able to move that or whatever. And I'll move on because I really want to get it done. And then I think later on and I'm like, oh, I actually should have asked. Like, I don't know if Kim's going to be free when I do my check. Mm. So it's probably just actually questioning everything and taking notes for everything, like not just assuming it'll be fine because your second might be like, it's probably not going to be fine. Because <laughs> I think the brain, like, naturally takes shortcuts. Like, when there's lots of stuff going on, I think my brain's naturally, like, that will be fine, move on. Like there's too many other things to deal with. Just, mm. but like everything probably needs attention, every single little problem. I think the way we work, it does, because we are like, we try to minimize errors and risks. And that's why we spend a lot of time in the planning stage yeah. so that our life throughout the rest of the project is really cruisy mm. so that we all have a good experience when completing our tasks, we're not under pressure. Um, it's a comfortable and enjoyable experience for the stakeholders we're working with as well. So that's why we do go to this level of detail. But yeah. a lot of people 
don't go to the level of, okay, well, what are the risks here? What are the assumptions and what are the consequences of each of those 472 tasks? Mm. Um, and that suits them. But I think what we have discovered is when we make shortcuts or when we change processes in the past, it, that's where errors or that's where things go wrong. So it is worth taking the time. Yeah. And the reality of, I guess, scheduling a project that has 472 tasks is probably going to take you a whole day mm. or two days to schedule as opposed to and plan as opposed to something that you're probably just thinking I need to get this done the next hour and that's impossible yeah well that's definitely what I was thinking <laughs> yeah so an appreciation for the task that you actually are undertaking yeah yeah yeah, cool. Thank you. That was good. So what's your summary then of what, how you would approach it, an overwhelming task? Um, I think just accept uh, that it is a big task. Like I think I was thinking I was really bad at it and it would be like super quick for other people. That's why I was getting frustrated. Um, write like a checklist and do take the time to consider the risks and assumptions for each each thing like it's worth taking the time because it's much like it's much more worse when we're super stressed in the middle of a project and it's due to the client the next day and we haven't done what we need to so I think it is worth it um and if there's something to solve outside of whatever I'm doing the scheduling either do it in the moment if it needs to happen to move forward or make a note and deal with it like later come back to it hmm. And talk more because that's what I learned from my past project that I scheduled where I didn't talk to Victoria about what how she did her task and that led us to being stressed because she was like, oh, no, like I need the voiceover before I do this when I didn't realise that or didn't ask her. So then it led to more stress. So I'm trying to like ask more questions as well. To hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. Do you have any summarising thoughts, Victoria? <laughs> so just if you think about it in the simplest form you're completing a to-do list and just complete it in the order of priority and that priority may shift as you go through it and that's okay and only focus on the priority of that precise moment mm. yeah be present <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, good. Well, my question was about how to become less overwhelmed in situations. So skip um, <laughs> or two for one deal has occurred. <laughs> Victoria, what's your question? Um, my question is for you, Kim. Mm -hmm. Again, it's kind of about, I guess it is kind of about like being overwhelmed as well. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't really think of how I was going to word this question, so I might ramble a bit. But <laughs> um, as like the founder of Bell Vista Studios, I feel like you definitely like guide where the business is going the most in terms of like what projects we work on and how we like market the business and how we share the value that we want to share, like everything that makes up what we do. Um, obviously, you get our input like along the way, but generally, I feel like you're always coming to us with like new ideas of how to do things and you're kind of like keeping up to date with the latest like trends for everything. Mm -hmm. um, 
and yeah, like always making new suggestions for what we should do next. But how do you actually, because I find like, I feel like that is overwhelming. Like there's so much out there for how you can like market differently, make le- like learning solutions differently, like all of that. Mm. How do you choose what you want to do, what you want to stop doing, what you want to start doing, all of that when there's like so many options and a lot of the time they're like all seem like good options. <laughs> how do you decide? <laughs> Mm. You I can think, rephrase my question if you need to. <laughs> no, it, I'm, I get it. And I, it kind of is like exactly what Hannah is going through. Mm. You know, you've got something to achieve and we have a business to run and we've got people that we're serving and we have to do it to the best of our ability and things are changing all the time. Um, and how do you keep up? How do you prioritize what you keep doing, stop doing? and improve the number one decision maker for me as the business owner is like it is my business and it is very aligned to the life that I want to create so everything stems from my passion my purpose and my existence on this earth in this current form number one right now what we're very fortunate is is that the three of us are very similar and we've attracted purposely like I would have done that as well is to attract like-minded people um, and people that are on a similar mission to live a similar type of life now we're very different people and we live very different lives but at the end of the day our values are aligned so that makes it easier for me to first of all make decisions that are aligned to is this going to help me live a better more fulfilling life yes or no is the first thing The second thing and where that comes from is I would never do at the moment anyway, and in in the foreseeable future, I would never earn money another way because if I could do what we do for free, I'd be doing it. That's how much I'm aligned to Belvista Studios and the, the mission that we're on. Now that alignment is also the next part is, is this aligned to your interests and your desires as a human being? professionally and also personally so I'm constantly listening to where you're at what you're interested in what you like how does that align to us executing on what that is now so I'm like that's what I'm that's like the main decision making thing I guess with everything that does go on like it literally is like you just look on any kind of LinkedIn feed or whatever you scroll and you've seen two things and they're completely different messages that have multiple possibilities for us. So the first thing is, does this add value to our lives? Yes or no. And if it adds value to our lives, I normally will do a prioritization. I've got a list of so many things that we could do, then I just add it there. And if it's prioritized in alignment to our immediate desires and goals, then I will talk to you guys about it probably that week or something. But if it's something that is a medium to a long-term thing, I just put it in to my quarterly reflection and goal setting because it's not the right time. So I'm prioritizing all of the possibilities that may help us ultimately achieve our goal. And I think where it comes down to there is like, you know, we do so many things. 
if I just think about the community that we're trying to build, right? So we have the Instagram community, we have YouTube, we're on LinkedIn, now we're on Facebook. Now for the longest years, we haven't been on Facebook. And the decision there was there's too much. The value we're bringing has to be restricted to um, the other platforms such as YouTube because we do not have capacity to introduce another thing. But then time changes and we realize that one thing is not as effective for the amount of effort that we're putting out there. So we say we are looking at the facts. So we've been prioritizing aligned to our goals. Then we continuously check in and new information comes in like Hannah's scheduling thing. New information's come in. How does this impact what we're currently doing? So then we go, okay, well, what are, the, what are the facts? What are the results we're getting? Um, we're doing all this effort. Is it being, are we being rewarded in the way that we want to for those things? Yes or no. And if it's no, we say, okay, well, does that mean that we stop it? Or does that mean we have to adjust it based on something that we might've learned or heard or want to experiment from that list to improve it? And then if it's a yes, we just keep doing and we might go, is there an opportunity to improve it because it will get us better results? So I think it's just, is this adding value towards the goal that we're trying to achieve? Yes or no? Yes, keep going. Or could it be made better? Um, or no, it's not. Okay, is it no to the point of we should stop? Or is it no to the point of we can make an improvement on this? And what does that look like? And then we've done this many months ago, that decision-making tool where we would then look at it and go, okay, if we're going to make this adjustment, this improvement, and I know we don't manually always do this. Like I don't sit down, like I know we pulled the plug on a few things this week. Um, and then we've also gone hard on two new things in my head. This is the process that I go through. Like I don't sit down always and do like the decision matrix with you guys, but it's what I'll do in my head is the ease and the ease and impact of this action. So if we look at, is it easy? And I'll ask you guys, how long would it take you to get that up and doing? You know, we're seeing fantastic results on this thing. I have said, we're not going to do it, but how long would it take? Okay, it's easy. It's a 15 minute thing. And the impact is going to impact hundreds of people. Okay, it makes sense to pause on something so that you can get that 15 minute thing done to impact hundreds of lives, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just around having that criteria of what is the impact and what is the ease. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people fall down is they don't reflect. So we're mm -hmm. continuously reflecting, you know, like we have that time. We have team priority time every week. And this week in particular, I was checking in on things that we'd implemented in the last couple of weeks. I'm saying we did that new thing. How's it going? Do you think it's worth the effort? I'm trying to get data from you to say, do we continue or do we stop or do we need to adjust this? And how aligned is it to our goals? And is it going to get us there faster or is it going to be more meaningful work for us, for example? So it's very similar to the process for Hannah when we get overwhelmed, which is prioritization aligned to the goal that you're trying to achieve in that moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's good because I feel like it can be hard like once you get into a routine of doing things for so long, like whatever it is. But if you're not actually checking back in to see if it's having the impact that you want, then especially if it's like taking a lot of work initially to get it set up and then it like becomes a habit and it's kind of like hard to decide whether or not you want to give up that work you've already put in. So I feel like the check-in is really important because like there's no point putting more and more work into something that's not working when it could just be like a little tweak that it needs or you could be putting all that effort into something more valuable. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important as well, like we work really hard, Mm. like we really work hard. And I think it's important to check in on things because we work really hard, which means that we're down in the weeds and we're in execution mode. And sometimes we need to come out and go, how are those efforts being received? You know, and we have certain things that we do in the team to make sure that we are recognizing that those efforts are having an impact and remember why we're doing it you know like even with scheduling you have to do a schedule right why do we do a schedule because we don't want it to be a painful experience for us as a team or for the stakeholders that we work with and when we think about in the moment like we're like oh god a project schedule but we think about what if we had to have a difficult conversation later on in the project because we were saying this can't be achieved because of X, Y, Z, because we didn't spend the time up front. Imagine having a difficult conversation with one of us, like, sorry, I, I actually have fucked up on that task. And now your life is miserable. You're going to have to, not your whole life, but like <laughs> the task is going to be harder for you because I've messed up on my end you're going to have to work later so that we can deliver to the client on time like we if you think about the consequence that could play out then you go no that's why it's worth this little task now of not little but this scheduling task now so it's pulling up to see the big picture the impact of the work that we're doing as well is really important Mm -hmm. yeah And I think as well, like a lot of the things that I'm looking at, like I'm just a curious person anyway, and I like business. So I'm always looking for improvements. But one of my biggest values is making my life as easy as possible. So I'm continuously looking for opportunities to make our lives easier Mm. as well. And that's another decision-making point for us. Mm. Is it useful right now to pause this thing completely so that we can deal with this other thing that's not working because that will give us sustained comfort and peace. Any reflections? I think it's kind of just what, like always having a list and prioritizing it, checking back in regularly and yeah, like always using a decision, like having criteria when you make decisions to what you want action what you don't want action and what can be actioned like in a non-priority way that's not you know good summary (laughs) (laughs) i know i feel like you have something to say oh i was just gonna say i'm usually the one that makes up words (laughs) (laughs) cool So the summary of this conversation is know your goal, success statement, 
and close the gap in the order of priority that will get you there the most efficient and effective way. Cool. This has been Studio Insights. You need to go check out those human-centered design activities. The link's in the description. They are bellissimo. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. We appreciate it. Um, and share this with someone. Actually, too many calls to action. So thank you. And go check out the human-centered design activities in the description. Goodbye. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, could I be a better instructional designer? That has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you wanna solve. But in there as well, Aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude. And also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design and e-learning. So a human centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.